sure from the time she was about mm, a year old. And so I had all of this time to think about what homeschooling was going to be like in our homes and to research it and everything. And I kind of built up this vision in my head of this idyllic version of homeschooling where we would cuddle on the couch in front of the fireplace and sip hot chocolate and read all of these great books and everybody would love learning. This was my vision. This was my plan. And then I actually started homeschooling. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. And welcome to episode one of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I am so happy that you are joining me here today. So yeah, that idyllic vision of homeschooling, that cuddling on the couch, sipping hot chocolate, going on nature walks, reading great books, and just having having kids who only ever wanted to do the same and who never complained about their lessons, who never complained about learning to read or write. That was the vision that I had built up in my head. You know, I was a really fabulous school student myself. I was the kid who finished everything early. Yeah, I didn't realize how weird of a kid I was. And I felt like if I just gave my kids a really good learning experience, that they would actually love learning. You know, one of the reasons we started homeschooling was because I did not want to waste my kids' time. I did feel like a lot of school was a waste of my time. And really, I just wanted to get to that fun reading part in the back. And so I thought it was all going to be different. And I kind of built this up in my head. And then what happened was my kids came along and they were not like me at all. (laughs) And learning was difficult for a few of them. And they really just had their own agendas. They wanted to play so much. And having been a former school teacher, which I tell you is not always a positive when it comes to being a homeschool mom, I kind of had this idea of what homeschooling Uh, and school should look like. And in addition to kind of the idyllic version, I would have these kids who just loved doing anything that I put in front of them and learning was going to be easy for them. And that's really not how it ended up. And so what started happening was, you know, we started checking the boxes. We started having no fun. I started feeling pressure as a homeschooling mom to make sure that, gosh, I had the six-year-old and they really weren't reading all that well and it wasn't coming horribly easy to them. And I had homeschooling friends who their kids like didn't even have to be taught to read. What was wrong with my kid? And, you know, I started like they started pushing back against me and not really wanting to do it, not really enjoying it. And that was because I was pushing against them. And so we kind of came to loggerheads. We hit a wall. And so then I started spending a lot of time trying to make homeschooling really, really exciting. And so I started blowing back and forth between these two extremes. This one kind of like, oh my goodness, we're going to follow their interests. We're going to do everything that they want to do. So maybe they will love learning to this other side where it's, oh my goodness, all we're doing is checking off these boxes. And it's horrible. It doesn't feel good. And we're all just kind of miserable and bored. And so what happened to change all that? Well, for one thing, my husband got deployed. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was kind of the first thing that happened. And I was like, okay, you're here at home. You have this seven-year-old, this five-year-old, and this two-and-a-half-year-old. Your husband's going to be deployed. You've never felt comfortable in your homeschooling skin. What are you going to do? How in the world are you going to survive this next year? And so in this big kind of survival mode effort, I started planning out my homeschool from an entirely different perspective. And I put to good use all of that years, the years of educational research that I had done, the years of reading about homeschooling and homeschooling methods and things like that. And I started crafting for myself a vision statement or a mission statement to use in my homeschool. I started to really dig deep and think about what are the important things about learning and what are the things about learning that are just kind of baggage from your past that when you get right down to it, really aren't that important at all. And so it all started with writing out that vision statement, writing out that mission statement for my homeschool. And I really want to stress as you start thinking about, and I hope you do start thinking about writing out a vision statement, I'll link for you to a webinar that I have about writing out a vision statement. And actually, it includes a little bit about writing goals, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. So this particular free webinar is going to be really helpful to you. But really dig deep and start thinking about what a vision is. And it's not what you want your child to look like in 20 years. Because honestly, you don't have a lot of control over that when it comes right down to it. But instead, a vision statement is a statement of intent about the atmosphere of your home. What are the things that your family values about education and learning? What are the things that are important to you? And it was when I started thinking about those things, then I could start making a homeschool plan that lived out the vision for education that I had in my head and that I talked to my husband about and that I prayed about and that I thought about, that was the thing that I was looking for. Then I had a guiding compass and could kind of manage the in-between between the the wild swings that I was doing in my homeschool. And so Making that vision was such an important first step for me. Um, And I wanted to just share a couple of statements from my vision. So basically, and there are uh, so many different ways that you could make a vision statement. Um, In my book, Plan Your Year, we actually teach you a number of different ways to make a homeschool vision statement. But mine is very simply a series of statements that I've written out. So in our homeschool, we refuse to let artificial timelines dictate our school program. It's okay for everyone to work consistently at their own pace. We refuse to acknowledge the false concept of gaps and the idea that learning is complete by age 18 or 22. These ideas just create stress and limits on learning. So that's something we refuse to do in our homeschool. That is part of our vision. On the flip side, I also have one that says, in our homeschool, we work hard to mastery. Some subjects need to be learned well, and we will consistently practice skills such as reading, writing, and mathematics, even if working on those skill muscles are not our favorite tasks. So you can see 
we're kind of uh, striking that balance between the things that are hard that we need to do and then not coming in and uh, on the flip side, swinging that pendulum the other way and just making ourselves absolutely miserable by trying to uh, keep up with the Joneses or these arbitrary sets of skills that children are supposed to be able to do by certain ages. So those are just some of the uh, statements from my homeschool vision. There are a few more. I'm not going to read the rest of them to you. I pull this vision out every single year when I start to plan what are the things that we're going to do for this year. I also pull this vision out before I make any large purchases in my homeschool. I always say you should pull your vision out before you pull your credit card out and make sure that this kind of bright, shiny solution that you have found on the internet really does align with your homeschool vision. I also try to look at my vision about three to four times a year at the very least to make sure that we are staying on track with what is important in our homeschool. So writing the vision was kind of my first step. And then where I went from there was doing something I'd started adding something to my day called morning time. So morning time is a time in your homeschool day when your entire family can come together and live and learn together. And this was a huge, huge blessing in my homeschool day. This was what we were looking for. This was kind of a balance between trying to do too much and just checking off boxes and never getting to any of the really great, fun, interesting stuff. And so morning time became that time of day, that family learning time, that morning basket, where we were able to put all of those wonderful things that we really, really wanted to do together. And so then it stopped feeling like we were just checking the boxes. We separated our day into that skill-based time where we needed to do some of the hard things like math and writing, but we also found time in the day to put the wonderful, lovely things that were just so important to us. And that time was a morning basket. And so that is how that big vision became a doable plan by separating our day into the two parts, the morning basket part, and then the independent work part where the kids were working on their skills. So to recap, If you are kind of just seeking the middle ground between this idyllic vision of homeschooling that you have in your head and this school at home idea, which is just no fun for anyone, think about that middle ground by creating yourself a homeschool vision and thinking about what's important in education, looking at starting a practice like a morning time or a morning basket, and I'm going to use those terms interchangeably as a time in the day to put those wonderful, beautiful, fun things that you want to do, and then having your independent work and kind of a separate time of day, and then finally striking the balance between the two. Um, That is what's really, really going to bring your homeschool into balance and make it something that you enjoy, but also gets the things done that you need to get done. So I hope this was helpful for you. For more information, including the link to the webinar, more information about a morning basket, different things like that, do go check out the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com, T-M-B-H. Zero one, and we'll have all of the links and everything that you need right there. I'll be back again next week. Until then, 
Keep on homeschooling.